Bidzy Small Business Society number 43. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Now, this is an episode that I've been really looking forward to, like all of my episodes, but this one is special because of my interest in real estate. I'm happy to be joined by Nick Ruiz. Nick's gone from boom to bust and back to boom as a real estate entrepreneur. He became a millionaire by his mid-20s, but the crash of 2008 forced him into bankruptcy. So he kept hustling and once again created financial independence for himself and his family as a result of some of the strategies that he very simply outlines in his book called Flip. Nick is truly passionate about helping others achieve financial independence, and he offers free, valuable, and actionable content at his website, alphahomeflipping.com. Welcome, Nick. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what it is that you do? Yeah, I appreciate uh, coming on here, Rob. Um, I am an entrepreneur, first and foremost, okay? Um, A real estate entrepreneur. I started in my late teens, built a multi-million dollar net worth, kind of the more conventional real estate route, you know, borrowing money, leveraging to buy more properties and, you know, built up a solid net worth by my mid twenties. The 2008 crash forced me in, eventually forced me into bankruptcy, the big 2008 mortgage and financial and housing crisis. For those of you who may not be aware, it's a pretty big deal, but you know, (laughs) I guess there's a few stragglers out there who may not have heard of it. Um, biggest crash since the great depression. And, you know, I quickly bounced back after that bankruptcy. Okay. So the bankruptcy put me into the financial gutter. It put me into psychological gutter. Um, and I knew all the ways to get out of, you know, depressing scenarios. And, you know, I know about personal development and all that. It's just, uh, when, when you're in the eye of the storm, it's a lot harder. I was in a very, very severe storm financially and everything around me started crashing down. But to b- bottom line, I don't want to bore you to tears. You know, you can go to my site or read my book to learn more about the story. The bottom line, though, is I bounced back really quickly after the bankruptcy because success is a psychology. OK, plain and simple. Um, 
it has nothing to do with the resources around you, which a lot of people do think. It has to do with you becoming resourceful um, and taking what is available and working with it and slowly building on it. And then what happens is it exponentially can grow because you start producing more resources as you grow, financial resources that you can then uh, you know roll back in. But the point is I grew really fast. Um, bounced back financially independent as a real estate entrepreneur, adjusted some strategies, adjusted my sales, tweaked some things, and uh, just started doing really well really fast. And then I um, I showed people how I've been able to do this from scratch multiple times and started organically building in an education company around that now online at Alpha Home Flipping, teaching people how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur from scratch. No money, no credit, bankruptcy. I don't care where you're at. Like you can do this. It's a, it's a beautiful business. It's the one business you don't have to think of cool stuff and hope the world buys it from you. You know, there's no good ideas you have to be genius about. It's everywhere. Real estate, anybody can jump in. And I just inspire, motivate, and teach people how to do the same thing I did. And, and I'm a perfect example because I'm not a guy that's always had money and always had this special magic fairy dust. I was belly up. So I've been in the worst of the worst financial situations and I did it. So why can't you, you know, you just got to wake up and hustle, man. Nick, you keep emphasizing this term real estate entrepreneur. How does an, a real estate entrepreneur differ from a real estate investor? I'm a big fan of psychology and, and, um, really understanding, you know, how the mind works. And when the mind labels, you know, when you start saying, I want to be a real estate investor, you know, it, it, it's investor has a, has something that's uh, it's attached to the conventional real estate mindset, which is you invest. And what does investing mean? It means you put up some type of resource expecting a return. Well, what if you don't have resources? You know, um, investor has more of a passive approach, meaning, you know, you wait for the right quote unquote investments to come across your desk and then you make the investment once you see it entrepreneurs create out of nothing. Okay. Entrepreneurs solve problems and get paid to do it. And the way I teach people, especially with wholesaling is you're solving seller problems. You're solving the problems of a motivated seller of a home. And I believe that a hundred percent what the way I teach it, it falls under complete entrepreneurship category and not an investor category. I, I really think it's the wrong label, especially the way I show people how to jump in from scratch. It's not investing period. Man, I'm from Canada, and I'm just wondering if some of your wholesaling strategies that you're using down in the U.S. can be translated to real estate up here in Canada. So first of all, what exactly do you mean by wholesaling? What I mean is you um, you don't buy the home that you flip. So here's an example. And I just had a, a Canadian testimonial recently, a guy from Ontario. I just got off the, uh, Skype with him yesterday. He did a, you know, some people want, some people wonder if you can do this in Canada and you absolutely can. Um, a guy made $11,000 in three weeks, uh, knowing nothing about real estate when he first started. So what happens is you market and you find a motivated seller, someone who has a distressed situation, a distressed home or both, right? Like too many repairs, it's in rough shape, or they just want to get rid of the home. So you put it under contract. Okay. Meaning you write an, a sales and purchase agreement or an offer contract. So just to keep, uh, it for an example, to keep round numbers simple, you agree to a price of $150,000, you know, it's discount, it's worth maybe 250 when it's fixed up, but they know it needs a ton of work. So they're willing to sell it for 150. So you go in there, Rob, you write them an offer contract stating, you know, 
Like, and that's how real estate works. When you want to buy a property, you have to put it under contract. You don't just open your checkbook, write a check, and they give you the keys. So you write a contract, and usually it's two to three weeks or 30 days till it actually closes. And the closing is when it actually transacts and it changes hands. So I'll give you 150000 in 30 days contract. So you agree to buy it for 150, they agree to sell it for 150. It's under contract. You are you ha, you have the legal right to purchase this property for 150k in 30 days and no one else can come in and buy it for more. They have to sell it to you. Then what you do is you get one of your cash buyers, which I show people how to find. It's very easy. Um you find a cash buyer who's the kind of guy who likes to fix up and sell homes, okay? You tell him, "Hey, Johnny, I got this house over in this area and uh, it's worth about 250 or 260 when it's fixed up, but I'll give it to you for 160 cash. 160 cash. Okay? So you bring him in, he locks it up. He says, "Yeah, you know what? I'll buy it for 160, put, you know, 40 grand into it and sell it for 250 or whatever." So he makes his money, right? So he's willing to pay you 160. Well, you lo- you have it under contract for 150. So what he does is he gives you a new contract and you can actually assign your rights to the contract for a $10,000. There's a couple ways to actually do it like logistically. One way is to just assign the rights of your contract, which is a legal thing that can be done with any contract for a $10,000 assignment fee, meaning hey you have the legal right to take over my contract of 150,000. I just need $10,000 for you to have access to it. So you just made $10,000 for not buying the home, not needing any money, not needing any credit. There's no borrowing. There's no down payments. You simply put two parties together. Okay. Man, you haven't um, touched anything, right? You haven't touched anything. You haven't touched a thing. You don't need to lift a paintbrush. You do nothing. You just pocketed $10,000 for literally a couple hours of total time, including the sitting at the closing table. So what happens then in that transaction is um, once he signs the assignment of contract form, he, you know, hey, here's your 10 grand. He's not mad at you for making 10 grand. He knows he's about to fix it up and make 40 or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So he closes on it at the closing. You get your check for 10 grand. The seller gets their check for 150. And the buyer gets the property for 160. Every freaking party is happy, y'all. It's a trifecta of it's a trifecta of happiness. Let me tell you, okay? So that's wholesaling. Uh, you see how it's the way it's the way I love to bring in new new students who know nothing about real estate. It's beautiful because there's no risk, there's no cash needed, there's no good credit. It doesn't matter. I don't care where you're coming from. Okay, you can for, come from the the back alley, bro, and make yourself 10 grand. Seriously, and that's why I'm so passionate about teaching this because I get emails every day with people clo- you know, closing their first deals and just big grins on their face. It's a very unique business because, again, it, it just kind of deviates from the traditional entrepreneurial model of having to come up with a business idea and how to market it and you know, all that. This is boom. Jump in now. And within four weeks, you got 10 grand. Nick, you were giving us a free lesson, my friend. I think it's really easy for us to see that desired end result, but there's got to be some challenges to overcome on the journey to that result. So my first question would be, how do you find motivated people on both sides? Can you speak to some of the challenges in finding that motivated seller and that motivated buyer? Well, motivated buyers are easy. Motivated buyers are easy. There's a bunch of guys ready with cash to flip homes. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there, that's, that's the easy part is finding buyers. Wherever you're listening right now, there are guys in your city 
that love flipping homes and making 30, 40, 50 grand a deal, and they have cash in hand waiting. So you can go on Craigslist, post some ads. You can, you know, Google cash buyers, you know, Chicago or, you know, Ontario, wherever you're at, doesn't matter. Um, and so that's, that's simple. So motivated sellers, it has to do with marketing. You know, your marketing, we pay cash for homes as is, you know, divorce, bankruptcy, inheritance, no problem. We can take care of it. Call us. That message you just put put on all forms of marketing, like you'd market anything else. You, put, you can put it on bandit signs, you know, those little side of the road things. You can send direct mail to people's mailboxes, okay? You can put ads in local newspapers, you know. You're, you're just solving a problem. And, you know, in business, you put your name out there when you want people to respond to it. So it's just multiple forms of marketing. There's a bunch of unique ways to do it. Man, it sounds like a lot of these strategies can be used outside of real estate in other areas of entrepreneurship, right? Why do you think I say entrepreneurship? Because that's what it is. You are in business. You know what I mean? Period. That's why I'm so adamant about calling it entrepreneurship, because that's what actually what it is. Nick, I want to dig deeper into your wheelhouse. Can you tell us how will it affect your business when your market is experiencing overbuilding or an influx of inventory? Well, you know, markets cycle. Okay. There's just no two ways about it. Mar- markets go up and they go down. Um, and, th- and that's all there is to it. So, you know, one thing, if you want to know how to spot a bubble in any industry, uh, when everybody is bullish, okay, bullish meaning um, that's a kind of a stock market term, basically meaning everyone's hot to trot on this. Like everybody's getting into real estate, even people who know, you know, everyone in the nation, all the news stations, real estate's booming, booming, booming. That's usually the sign of a bubble coming. You know, when when the masses are obsessed with something uh, and vice versa. When the masses are running from something, that's usually the time to get in. Well, then you know that some kind of bubble is coming. So first of all, when the market crashes, you know, I would say prepare by staying liquid, prepare by um, understanding that when it does, you know, because overbuilding and all that is going to eventually create depressed values. You know, that can only be sustainable for so long. So when the, mar- the, the values do collapse, that's when you can jump in and start killing it. Okay. Um, and there's, listen, here's the thing too, you know, people say, oh, the market's hot over where I'm at. Like, how do I make money? The reality is this, there's always divorce. There's always bankruptcy. There's always back taxes. There's always tax liens. There's always job transfers. There's always city, um, orders. There's always too many repairs. There's always inheritance. Those problems happen hot, hot, cold, and in between markets. You just have to sniff them out and you'll always find a discount on properties. When you do that, when you focus on being an entrepreneur and solving people problems, um, the market is kind of secondary. And that's why I'm so focused on understanding the psychology of an entrepreneur and focusing on teaching people uh, that kind of thing. Great insights, Nick. Uh, so when markets are crashing, when they're kind of going down, are you sticking close to home or do you venture out across the country at all? If so, are there any logistical issues around that? Well, I stay in my locale. I mean, and and I'm a fan of that, and I teach everybody. You know, listen, there's uh, there's deals everywhere in your town, no matter what you what you say or what people say or anything in between. There's always deals because again, you're solving people problems. So I stick in my locale. There's no reason to not stay around my locale. And for whoever's listening to, there are people all around you going through these problems we discussed. I just really want to focus on the fact that we are solving real world problems. You know, and once you really can understand that. 
it's just almost you get this almost infinite feeling of like, oh, my God, I can create money anywhere I turn. And it's just a psychological shift. That's all entrepreneurship, though. Most people don't go through the psychological shift. And they, they uh, I'm actually writing a new book. And part of what I talk about is the lens you look through. Right. Like so, for example, I want people to look through the entrepreneurial and opportunistic lens over their eyes. Most people aren't. Like uh, you look at a comedian, right? They they uh, can tell a lot of jokes, and you think, oh my God, they're just always they they can they walk into a grocery store, okay? And their little ten minute ex- ten minute excursion, they can they looking through a comedic lens, so they can produce you know hours of bits and comedy bits based on everyday stuff that people like you and I don't see, okay? I want you to shed shed lift the veil and look through an opportunistic lens. And then all of a sudden you'll see opportunity everywhere. Just like the comic can see comedy everywhere where most people don't. I want you to see opportunity everywhere where most people don't. And that's, it's just, it's just a mindset shift, man. Man, I love that analogy because I love stand-up comedies. I do too. Big fan. <laughs> oh, who are some of your faves? I like a lot of them, man. I like Louis C.K. I like um, Amy Schumer, I think is funny. A little grimy at times, but I think she's funny. <laughs> Um, I ha- I like, uh, who else do we like to watch? Um, we just, oh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Have you heard of him? He's kind of newer. Haven't heard of him. Super no. funny. This Italian guy from Chicago, but, uh, we just went to one of his shows. Bill Burr. Bill um, Burr's fantastic. Yeah. He's on the tip yeah. of my tongue. Just waiting for you to say his name. Yeah. 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 We just saw him last, uh, October, but yeah. So, but you know, you look at that and it's like, they can take everyday life situations and freaking see the humor in them. I'm saying, Look around, and I teach my kids this. I have a daughter who's nine and a half, and a uh, daughter who's six, and I show I want them to get into the habit of spotting opportunity. Because listen, opportunity is found in many places. Most people just aren't looking or overlook. So it's like I'm trying to show them. Listen, it's all about what lens you're looking through. It has nothing to do with what's actually in front of you, because what's in front of you can look ten different ways via ten different perceptions that are looking at it. So I want you to look at it in an opportunistic format. Like we don't do like, hey, do your chores and then you get paid in our house. My thing is, number one, chores, you're part of the family. Like chores, do your thing. Like you're part of this unit. There is no payment for that, no allowance. (laughs) What there is is when you notice problems over and above your chores, when you see things that could be done that looks like a problem, notice that problem, then we'll negotiate a deal, sweetheart. That's the way I do it in my house. And I think that's a perfect example, again, of, Every adult should be training their mind because that way, as they get older, they see opportunity. And how do you see opportunity? Most of the time, it's described, uh, disguised as a problem that most people are like, eh, that looks like a problem. I'm saying, beautiful. That's a problem. Boom. Let's work with it and make some money. For sure. Yeah, it's going to sound a little patronizing if it's not your daughter and you use the word sweetheart at the end of it, though, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stick, yeah, leave out the sweetheart. But in my case, it works. <laughs> so, Nick. Like you said, you're solving people problems, and through your mentoring and coaching, you're helping people help themselves. So can you tell everyone, why is it so important to have a coach or a mentor in business? I think a coach or a mentor is just the ultimate life shortcut. You know, you're basically borrowing their life experience, years and even decades of things, um, and packing it into an immediate result for you. You know, so I, I'm a big fan of mentors and coaches and things like that, no matter what you're trying to accomplish, because you're, you're purchasing or, you know, you're borrowing the shortcut. 
You know, there's really no other way to put it. You know, that's the beauty of a mentor. You're, you're taking experience that would take you a lifetime to, to accomplish because experience is developed with time and in and, and literal experiences. So that you can't beat someone who's already been through all the things that you would be going through if you didn't have a mentor. You can't beat it. Sure, really having that fast track to potential success, right? Well, sure. You still got to do the work. And a lot of people think, you know, hey, I'll buy this course or have this mentor and like money's just going to rain on me. And the reality is the work still has to be done. We're just saying, here's the actual blueprint to do it. Like, you know, when you play those video games years ago, I used to play a game called Zelda and, you know, the map would all be dark except for the little area that you conquered. Um, And, uh, you know, it's like the mentor kind of turns on the lights. So you see the whole map. You still got to work your way through it, but you see the whole map. You see the blueprint as opposed to, you know, stumbling through a bunch of brick walls and, you know, everything's dark and you got to slowly turn the lights on. The whole map is lit with the mentor. You still got to work through it, though, bro. Played a lot of Zelda in my time, so I love that. Okay, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast? Do you lack the technical know-how to create your own podcast? Not enough time in your day to produce great podcasts? You need podcastrepairman.com. You record, save, and send. That's it. Podcast Repairman takes care of the rest. From editing so that you sound your absolute best, to producing, which includes a custom intro and outro, to uploading to a host, and finally, publishing your podcast to iTunes, Stitcher, and the rest. No matter what you need, the Podcast Repairman is here to help. Visit podcastrepairman.com, include the word Bidzy, B-I-D-S-Y, in your message, and save the $295 setup fee. Are you tired of tedious internet searches trying to find a service provider to complete your projects? Are you sick of scrambling on the phone trying to connect with someone who is willing to meet with you to work on your projects? Try Bidzy. Go to bidzy.com, sign up, choose a category, and enter a few details about what you need done. It's free to post projects in any category. Connect with local professionals in such categories as bathroom and kitchen renovation, real estate professional, graphic design, flooring, gym membership, tire sales and service, carpet cleaning, and many, many more. You're notified each time a local professional submits a bid on your project. Choose the bid you like best, and now you've found a local professional to complete your project. Use our rating system to give feedback about the business. Post your projects, sit back, and let local professionals come to you. Sign up and post projects for free at bidsy.com. Now, Nick, I want to ask you a couple of questions so that our listeners can learn more about your personal interests. Are you ready? Sure. Sure. What type of cell phone do you use? iPhone. What type of car do you drive? Denali. Do you have a favorite vacation spot? Um, I like Mexico, Riviera Maya, actually. It's a lot of fun down there. Do you have a favorite food? Octopus. Are you reading a specific book right now? No, I'm writing a specific book right now, actually. So I'm trying to immerse my mind into it about becoming successful from scratch. So no, I'm, I, when, I, when I'm doing production like this, I try to clear, keep my mind clear of other content until I finish. Absolutely. Do you have a title for the book yet? I don't, but it's going to be based around a deep success psychology. Nick, do you have a favorite podcast? 
Not really. I, re- I just don't listen to a lot of podcasts right now. Oh, so by default, then it's Bidzy Small Business Society. Then we'll just go with there. You go. How do we? Yeah, can't lose there. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, what do you do to wind down after a long or stressful day? What do I do? I have a newborn baby in the house, so there's really not a big wind down period. Once my day ends, her wind up begins. So uh, I don't know. As of right now, my mind's a little cloudy with that kind of thing. But um, once in a while, I like to watch a few shows, I guess, and just uh, take a deep breath because, yeah, things can get nutty out here. Nick, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Both. Uh I don't know if that was a double question or how you want me to answer that, but I do love winning and I do hate losing. Um, I am a competitive maniac, um, almost to a fault. Um, it, you know, and obviously it's a blessing and a curse because it allows me to be relentless to, to gain success and achievement. But, uh, sometimes I get a little obsessive with it. Like I, I love winning, but not in like a, let me step on your neck as I climb kind of way. Cause I'm all about the people around me and I love like, helping other people raise up too. So it's not like the zero sum kind of, if I I'm winning, then you're losing, but just in general, I, I love achievement. It, uh, you know, it's, it's not for everybody, you know, as I've navigated through life and met people, you know, and I'm like, Oh my God, this is, you know, who wouldn't want to, you know, create entrepreneurial success. It's the Holy grail for financial independence. And it's just like, some people just don't want that. And, you know, I, when I was younger, I used to judge and be like, Hey, These people, you know, are they losers or what's their deal? But it's like, no, everybody is different. And that's some of the wisdom I've gained over the years. But uh, again, I I don't believe that if you want to win, it has to be some kind of zero sum scenario. You can win while producing other winners. I believe that's what a true leader is anyway. Someone who can produce winners around them, not you're the big winner and they're all the followers and losers. I want everybody to win. You know, uh, but if you don't want to win, I don't want to sell you on it that I don't have enough energy for years ago. I'd be like, well, you know, what are you doing? Like, come on, you know, but I don't sell people. You got to want it. And if you want it, let's get together and win. So, Nick, let's boil this thing down. If you just had one piece of advice to give, what would you say to an aspiring real estate entrepreneur or any entrepreneur uh, besides just going out and buying your book flip? But what would you say to them about succeeding in real estate or just succeeding in their own game? You know what? I'm going to say this make rough draft moves. That's like my thesis. Okay. And you might not know what that means, but my people know making rough draft moves. If I had to account my success for, you know, a handful of things, that would be one of them. What does that mean? Rough draft moves. Okay. What it means is make a move understanding that you're not going to have a hundred percent certainty. In fact, most of it's going to be uncertain, but understand that the data that matters. See, so many people have pre-action. They, they, they perform pre-action analysis. I'm a fan of post-action analysis. And what I mean is they analyze things before things have occurred in the real world, which what's analyzation? Well, it's, it's literally neurons firing in, inside of people's brains. That's what, that's what analyzing is. Um, and they use theoretical data based on the neurons firing in their brain. I like to analyze based off of hard data, which means post-action analysis, which means make a rough draft move. Even if only 1% of what you did is good or correct and 99% is the worst thing that could have happened, you can take that 1% of real-world data and now analyze and move forward. Rough draft. It doesn't have to be perfect. You need to understand, make the move accepting the fact that it's a, it could be totally off-base, totally screwy, but it's going to slowly build a shift inside of you. And if you make that rough draft move, then you take it 
tweak it, make another rough draft move, take it, tweak it. All of a sudden, in a short amount of time, you're going to have progress instead of most people sitting there paralyzed, staring at spreadsheets, wondering how to do things, period. Make rough draft moves. Man, it sounds like you take that 1%, turn that into your new 100% and keep boiling that thing down, right? Without a question, without question, rough draft moves is my thesis for success. Love it. So Nick, we're starting to wind down here a little bit. What does the future look like for you and your business? Constant growth. Okay. I I believe if you're not growing, you're dying. So all I'm trying to do is grow and I'm trying to produce other people who grow around me. Now with my education company, that my growth um, is based on other people's success and achievement and growth. And it's kind of a win-win that way. And that's why I really love it. As much as I love flipping homes and doing real estate deals, which I do, I'm very passionate about it. It's uh, it's allowed me to have a lot of freedoms and in my life. Um, I do love producing successful entrepreneurs even more. So um, it's my life's work, helping other people succeed. Whether it, it, mainly in real estate at alphahomeflipping.com now, but also, you know, expanding just in general. Like I just truly enjoy helping others succeed as entrepreneurs. Um, so that's all, that's what my future looks like. Just helping more and more people succeed. And I feel like I can't lose if I keep doing that. Awesome. Now, Nick, you did plug the website, but if people really want to learn more, how can they find you and how can they get their hands on your book, Flip? Well, go to alphahomeflipping.com. You'll be able to get a free bundle. I offer a free bundle of multiple, um, you know, eBooks and reports and stuff. You'll be able to get immediately for free. And then I do have my book on the website too. And it has a link to Amazon if you want to buy the physical copy and all that there. So just get in, you know, get in. I don't care where you are right now. I don't care what your interests are or where you are. If you're dead broke or if you're kind of successful, whatever, just stop on by, you know, you'll get some valuable content. Cause I'm the, I, I speak from the heart. I speak passionately. I don't, you know, just try to sell you on stuff. If you follow me on all my social channels, um, Instagram, Snapchat, et cetera, I just show you real world stuff, period. Nick, I know you're a busy guy. We appreciate you being so generous with your time. Thank you for joining us on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Rob, thanks again, man. I really appreciate being on. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need, and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com. Thank you for listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. Visit Bidzy.com for more information on how to grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.